Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Trent, how you doing, my dog? I'm doing great, man. Back to it's, It feels good to be back here. Second episode, my man, Clutch Talk, John. You know what I'm saying? I'm having really, really fun. Excited for this episode. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, uh, turn on notifications, and let's get it, man. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. And for those of y'all that are on YouTube, y'all see a special face in the building, man. A familiar <laughs> face in the building, man. For the OG fans, y'all know Sam Dracula has been on the pod before. So my boy Sam, how are you doing? We are very happy to have you on. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me back. Um, I'm doing well. The Hornets, not so much, but I'm <laughs> I'm feeling good. Life is good. Basketball's bad, but it's okay. Man. If, it has, if something has to be bad, I prefer it to be the basketball. You know exactly, I mean? man. Exactly, man. You don't you never, you never want life to be going bad, man. So <laughs> as long as, you know, as long as you doing good, we know we happy to have you back on. And uh, for, for, for the family out there before, you know, before we get into it, make sure you check out Sam, Sam's page. And I'm going to link everything in the description down below. YouTube channel podcast, man. Go show him some love because, you know, the Hornets is, is having a hard season, man. So go, go show my boy some love, man. Down bad. Real down bad over here. Man, but uh, all right, y'all. So let's go ahead and get straight into it, man, because, yeah, you know, that's what we like to do over here at Clutch Talk. We'd like to get straight into it. So uh, let's kick it off with our news segment, you know, some news around the league. Uh, we're going to kick it off with some some good news, man. You know, Brittany Grinder came home, man, after a long time sentence, you know, over there in Russia. They had a prisoner swap. Uh, so, you know, definitely some 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 exciting news, man. Just I want to see how, how you guys feel about that. And, uh, you know, what are some thoughts? It's it's great because like you know the one of if not the best player in the WNBA and that league doesn't get a lot of attention so getting another star back in that ecosystem is is great um, and then for her to not be in prison in Russia it's pretty great too you know what I mean uh, so yeah I think it's a I think it's a, a big W and some good news some 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 much needed good news in around the basketball world yeah um personally. I'm I'm 50 50 with it. Um, I'm not gonna go too too deep in details because I know how you know it can be. Um, but I think I'm happy she's home. I'm happy she's not you know riding her life away over there uh, over there because it can get really really uh nasty over there. Um, but if you want to talk about if we're just gonna go away from sports and you want to talk about political and world stuff, I ain't gonna go too too deep, deep into that because that's not what we're gonna do over here. But you know I can understand from what people's saying like why did we do that because we kind of know the dude's background but for her for her her family and just that WNBA is definitely a big W that she's home and I'm excited to see you know what's next for her because I honestly think her platform grows even more from this whole experience that she dealt with absolutely man absolutely yeah just like I both of you guys said man it's great you know great to have her home great for her and her family man but also just great because I remember when I figured out the way she, the reason she got arrested was over some like weed vape cards. I was like, yeah. man, y'all need to relax, like yeah. throwing her in jail for that. Like, man, y'all just need to chill out. So happy that BG home, man. Um, you know, hopefully, like how Sam said, shed some more light onto the WNBA and, you know, that platform. But um, but, you know, that's that was just some news I wanted to kick the episode off with. But now, you know, let's get to, you know, let's, let's get to the league. Let's talk about some of these injuries. Um, you know, DeJounte Murray, we saw that he's sidelined with uh, for two weeks with an ankle injury, uh, which to an already hurt Hawks team, a very hurt Hawks team. Uh, so talk to me about your guys' thoughts and uh, DeJounte Murray's injury and, you know, how that's going to affect the Hawks, you know, here moving forward. Um, I think the Hawks are frauds. Uh, so losing losing Murray is a big deal, a very big deal for them. Uh, when, when the Hornets played them, I looked through everything through the Hornets lens, right? I'm a Hornets fan. You see these teams, you see these, I know what this team is. And when another team doesn't really like handle the Hornets, it's like, okay, I'm looking at this team a little sideways. And I know this got Bogdanovich back then and have them when they played, but I thought that bench looked real tough. Now it looks a little way better. AJ Griffin looking real nice, uh, with two game winners in a row with him. Yeah. But you know, the whole point of Murray, them set like, what, three, draft, three, three first round draft picks for 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 Murray, the amount of the amount they invested in him to give uh Trey that running partner, not having him is gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be really tough. And Trey's not, you know, he's moving mad over there with his coach. So not <laughs> that backcourt is gonna be an issue. So I think I with Murray healthy, I think the Hawks are a fraudulent like playoff team. I think they will make the playoffs, but I think they'll be like a I think they'll get smoked where what no matter who get they uh, get matched up with. But um yeah, no Murray's a problem for them for sure. Yeah, um, how I feel about the Hawks, I mean, throughout the whole 
season so far for a lot of teams. I feel like teams just really haven't found the groove. Or We're still early, you know, we're like 24, yeah, yeah. 25, 25 games into the season. I yeah. love the move that they made for Murray, you know, mm-hmm. during the offseason because now Trey Young doesn't have to, you know, get exposed on the, in the playoffs, and that's the main reason why they brought him in. Um, I think it's going to take time for them to play as a unit and play as a core to get together because you're adding another star talent, you know, who's averaging 20-plus points a game, a great defender and stuff like that. So it takes time. But with them missing them for about two weeks, is going to be crucial because right now they're 14-13, and 4-6 and six in the last 10. And with injuries throughout the season, Collins, Hunter, and him, this stretch can really affect them with the seeding. I think they will make the playoffs, but seeding does matter, especially if you're you want to be a first-round elimination after you made this big move. So uh, it's going to affect them for a little bit. If they can figure it out, good for them. But I don't think they're frauds, though. I honestly don't think. I honestly think they're going to step up whoever they play. Um, you know, just 2020-21, they were just in the Eastern Conference Finals. So mm-hmm. let's give this team some respect. But, but, so hey, I, go, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Talk I was going to say, like, look at the pace. The paces are right behind them. And the paces just seem like a way more organized unit than the Hawks do. Right. And that's kind of what I mean by fraudulent. Like they have their winning team. I think they'll have a winning record. They'll, they'll be away, like 400 above 500 by the time the season's over. I think they will be a top 16, the Hawks. But just one of those teams that I look at, like when it comes down to it, I'm not sure Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan will be their coach next, um, next year or even throughout this year. So it's a it's a weird team to me. And I think the pay, comparing them to the Pacers, they don't Pacers don't have the same star power as Trey and the rest of the Hawks. But I think the, the Pacers are kind of a better team. Than Atlanta right now, but you know maybe they, maybe they trade uh, Turner for uh, for Collins straight up just to end those rumors. Maybe they, they could find a deal to work something out and switch those guys around because there's even him like John Collins been on the trade block for like two years now. It's just weird. The Hawks have been a weird team. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I don't know. The Hawks no, also, the, the Hawks setup just don't sit well, sit well with me right now. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Hey, but but I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you what though, Sam. Honestly. I'm not going to sit here and call them fraudulent now because for the last two years, I have been sitting here calling them fraudulent and mm-hmm. time after time. I'm not going to lie. They've been proving me wrong yeah. in the playoffs time after time. Right. When I, when, when I didn't think they were going to make that run two years ago, I boom, they made the run, shut me up. Didn't think they were going to make the run last year. Boom. Made the run, shut me up. But, but I will say this though, this team looks, looks different. The lock, the locker room looks lost. I agree with you, Sam. I don't think Nate McMillan is going to be there for, let alone the rest of this year, the locker room looks like a, a total mess. Nobody's got, nobody's really listening to coach anymore. You can tell when players just lose grip of it. So I think that, I mean, the Hawks, you know, th- th- this injury with DeJounte Murray hurts them, but I, I, I still think that as a, when they get their whole roster back together, yeah, you know, they're still, they, you know, they can still be a, one of those top tier teams. I got, I got to stop doubting them, man. They proved me wrong too many times. Yeah. Let me say one That's more fair. thing too about the Hawks, right? You know, the situation with uh, Trey Young and the head coach, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, we, they're both grown adults, you know, there's going to be disagreements, there's going to be stuff that you may not agree with, whatever, you know, Um, I feel like it was a miscommunication, I feel like it should have never even came out to the public, because now the people looking at the Atlanta Hawks, like they're disorganized and stuff like that, but they're grown men, I'm pretty sure they spoke about it, Trey Young is their franchise player, so if they want to work, you know, work this out and win a championship, which every superstar player wants, a star player wants for their team, they're going to figure it out, and when this team comes healthy and they can figure a way to get rid of John Collins, watch out for the Atlanta Hawks, I'm telling you right now. I don't think John Collins is a good fit with that team overall at the moment, but Hunter is going to be back, Murray, Trey Young, Bogey, just, yo, the team's going to be... Capella's having a nice year, he's a, he's a contract year guy too, right, so he's balling out a little bit, so... They got pieces. AJ Griffin looking like a really nice pick in the first round. So yeah. like they got they got yeah. boys. I'm Game just not confident. I'm not I'm not believers in them. Just not believers. <laughs> Man, all this right. Year. All right. I like that. I like that. But let's let's go ahead and keep it pushing to the, our next little news segment that we have here. Another injury. Uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, um, Obadiah Toppin is going to miss two to three weeks with his le- right leg fract- uh, fracture. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you guys are feeling uh, with that Knicks team when now him missing these two weeks. Um, I know Cam Reddish is you know, on the trade block. So maybe that opens up some space for him to get some more playing time. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Obi Toppin. So the Knicks just played the Hornets a little bit ago, and I was looking forward to watching Obi Toppin. He got, I think, I hurt like two or three games before they came to Charlotte. But like, I don't, I don't know how any of these guys like playing with Julius Randle, man. I don't get it. <laughs> and Obi Toppin not being healthy and not in that rotation has to be a bummer for for the first teammates. Because uh, 
I don't know. Randall just slows the ball down so much, so, so much. It, it's a drag. But Obi Toppin is one of these dudes who is like, was way older than he should be, right? Like uh, upperclassmen coming into the draft. A lot of bounce in him, um, a lot of maturity with him. But like, okay, I think this is what you kind of fear when you take the older draft picks that they, you know, they age out sooner. Now it's a, it's it's early. It's not too bad, but yeah, I, I'm concerned about him, um, his long term health. Being being an older what third year player, yeah. he was a two was twenty twenty draft right? Was, yeah, yeah was so yeah, third year player. So yeah, that that's just a just a something to be mindful of to see how he recovers from this long term, um, and if it becomes a recurring thing, I don't know. But may, maybe again, again, I'm a Hornets fan. Injuries kind of hard to get out of my mind when it comes to these type of things. Yeah, you know, when I look at the New York Knicks, I laugh at them. They're a laughable team. <laughs> you know, they're they're just clowns. You know, we had a we talked about this last episode with uh John and stuff that you know they made a big move for uh Jalen Brunson. Cool, you know, they always want to get a star, but no big star wants to play for New York. You know, mm-hmm. their up front is a disaster. Coaching right now is a disaster. I'm I'm so surprised that Thibodeau's still over there. I'm 100. percent I'm just surprised. And then for Obi Toppin, um. With him, I feel like he has been improving, you know, throughout, you know, throughout the seasons, throughout the games and stuff. The more he plays, he definitely has been improving. I like him. Um, it's unfortunate that he has to deal with this injury because the Knicks organization and rotation, they'll be like, oh, you missed two to three weeks with injury. Now you're not touching the rotation to the end of the season or may never play again. That's just what they do. They're just so weird. The fact that they're benching Cam Reddish and taking him out the whole thing for a team that's not really that talented, for a team that's 500, that – can you really name much players better than Cam Reddish off, like, potential-wise? You can't. Like, it, they're, they're frauds. And for any New York Knicks fans that are watching this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're a fan. <laughs> but it's they got to go. Like, that Julius Randle run a few years ago was all fluke because, like, we ain't seeing it no more. You know, he got to go. He's a cancer to their uh, uh, locker room. Man, okay, we going just straight at the Knicks, man. If, if there's any Knicks fans out there, I'm sorry, y'all. Take it, take it, take, relax, man. Relax a little bit. But now, nah, honestly, I feel you though. I feel you though, Trent. I mean, tell me why. I, I honestly don't understand why the name Cam Reddish, which was a top pick a couple of years ago, it's just getting thrown around like as if he's trashed, like as yeah. if the Knicks are in are like in the Warriors position where you're like, you're a good team and you're supposed to be good. But, you know, if you let the young players play, you're not going to be as good as you're supposed to be. The Knicks aren't in that situation. They can let these young players play out, man. So honestly, um, I hope for Cam Reddish's sake, because, you know, I'm not going to lie. Back when uh, when when Cam Reddish, RJ and Zion were at Duke, I had a hot take. I was like, can't watch Cam's going to be the best one. I was wildly wrong about that. <laughs> wildly wrong about that. But but what I will say is that the man can get buckets, man. And I mean, I've seen and I've seen some reports of the Lakers, Heat, the Bucks. Uh, you know, teams that are I, maybe not the Lakers, but teams that are t- higher in the seating that maybe could make a championship run. I think could use a player like this, put him in at the end of the game, go just go give me some buckets. So um, yeah, and you know, get, go, go I don't Nick, Nick's fans are really high on his like his defense ability, right? He's a Absolutely. big body wing that can match up against multiple positions, like and every team in the league could use that. And for the Knicks to be like, "Nah, we're good," it's crazy. Like, crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> He's literally six eight and athletic. Like, <laughs> come on, man! Come on, man! Come on, man! The Knicks is always messing up, but all right, y'all. So let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Let's get to our next segment here, and that is the yay or nay. Um, simple, you know what I'm saying? For the fam- for the family at home, if you guys want to play, I'm going to say a statement. Uh, both my guy Trent and my guy Sam are going to let me know if they're yay or nay on it. We could talk a little bit deeper into it or just keep it pushing. That's cool with y'all? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. All right, guys. So the first yay or nay statement. So check this out, you guys. So the Pelicans been blowing a lot of people's m- m- minds away. Did nobody expect this? They're right now sitting at the first seed at 18 and eight. Now here's my yay or nay statement. Will the Pelicans host a first round playoff matchup? Now that means that they have to finish as a top four seed. Yay or nay? 100% yay. Who? 100%. This team, this team is, that team is so deep. And so like, I'm, I'm here, I'm all in on the Pelicans, but we can continue. I don't know how much you want from me right now, but go ahead, go ahead. Talk to me, Sam. Talk to me. Like they, they, they check all the boxes. Like they they check all the boxes. Like they have outside of they could use some help on the defensive end, a little little help on the defensive end. But <laughs> other than that, like they they're in prime position to compete with anybody right now. 
And then with all the picks they have from the Anthony Davis trade and uh, and the um um with, with the Lonzo Ball sign yeah. and trade um and all of the guys who are kind of like eleven to like fifteen in the roster that could be bundled up in uh in, in uh just to make contracts work they can make so they can bring some people in and elevate their squad and, and fix any holes if a guy goes down hurt they have enough ammunition to go into the trade market and bring people in like i like i like what i'm seeing from the pelicans a lot i like it a lot yeah now i'm definitely yay on them they're currently on a seven game win streak they beat the suns back to back even though the suns you know they're going through a little stretch right now they're still a very talented team and to beat them back to back is pretty impressive without you know Brandon Ingram, you know, Herb Jones, like those are big injuries right there. And they're still competing 18, eight, 91 to their last 10. So I love what they have, especially with their young guys of Trey Murphy, Herb Jones. Um, don't forget about the dude that comes around from behind people's back and steals it. Uh, what's his name again? Jose Alvarado. Alvarado. Jose, <laughs> Jose, Jose, like that team is deep. You could tell they love playing for their coach and Willie Green. I'm yep. excited for them. You know, last season, they like, we were going to, we said this because they, they competed against the Phoenix Suns. They lost, but they gave them a battle. And this year, they got a Zion who was averaging about 30 points a game in his last, like, six or seven games. Like, he has been impressive. And I was one of those stands that Jaws better than him. But I, it, it, it's, it's up there. So, I'm, uh, I'm really on this team. I'm, I'm really on to the Pelicans. I'm excited to see what they do. Man, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and make it three because I'm right there with you guys. I'm yay on this statement as well. I mean – you, you you guys said it right. You guys you guys talked about their 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 players, their talent. They're right now on this seven game win streak. Um, but and then when you know when I think of this team, honestly, when I have to look at the West, there's only two teams that I can confidently say I think are going to finish better than them, and that's because the Suns. They you know the Suns been doing this for for the past couple of seasons. I know the Pelicans are on a hot streak, but this is a long season. The Suns know how to stay, stay healthy and stay you know stay ready throughout the season. So I think the Suns are going to finish with a better record. I think the Nuggets are going to finish with a better record, and that's it. Every other team in the West, I cannot confidently say they're going to finish with a better record. And mind you, I'm saying this today on uh, what, what what day is today? The 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 12th, the December 12th. I'm saying this today, December 12th, and we have not seen the best version of the Pelicans yet their big three that they have have only played nine games all playing 20 minutes or more together they're on this seven game win streak without arguably one of their best players in Brandon Ingram who unfortunately I have him on my fantasy so I've been just (laughs) watching him just sit on the bench for me they're missing Herb Jones which is arguably their best defender they're not a great defensive team but arguably their best defender and they're still doing this. They're top 10 on both sides of the ball. So when you put all this together, there's not a single doubt in my mind that they don't finish as a top four seed in the West, which is crazy to say, man, because last season they were fighting, fighting, trying to fight the Suns. Yeah, they're yeah, top. Oh, I was going to say, last season, this time last year, they were looking like the GM's going to get fired. Like, it was a mess. And it got they went on a crazy run, but they got the 10 seed, won the play-in. And yeah, and rest rest is history, right? So the, the Pelicans, that franchise in the last 12 months have done an absolute madness. And I think it's all the only up from here. They're gonna think continue to rise. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're top three in offense, top ten in defense. Like that's a recipe of winning games. Man, man. And, and you know what I just thought of right now as we were talking? Remember coming into the bubble, the year before the bubble, the Suns absolutely sucked. Like people were like, nah, don't mm-hmm. even send the Suns. And then, they went to, that up. and then they went to the bubble and then they were played good in the bubble. And the next year they went on this championship run. Are the Pelicans about to start doing this, dog? Are the Pelicans just going to turn into a championship team all of a sudden? I, mean, I think we can start looking at it as like a the like a, a little template here to predict the future, right? <laughs> like these teams, they they show up in these big these big games, and you when you have dudes like Alvarado because they come out of nowhere causing problems left and right, just like just disrupting stuff. It's 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 really special, and it gives hope for any any franchise out there that's struggling. That you're not you may not be that far away, right? You may be closer than you think. All it takes is a few pieces to click. Man, all it takes is a few pieces to click and a big Zion. Yeah. Man, all right. So then so let's go ahead and keep pushing to our next yay or nay statement here. And uh, that is, you know, Sam, you touched on the Pacers a little bit earlier. You talked about how really no one expected the Pacers to be playing as well as they are. Uh, but right now sitting at the seventh seed at four at 14 and 13. And that's really partly mainly doing my guy Tyrese Halliburton who's been balling out over there in Indiana this year um 
right now averaging 19 points per game, 11 assists on 47% from the, from the field and 38% from three. But my yay or nay statement to you guys is, look, Tyrese Halliburton is balling out, but is he going to be an all-star this year? Ooh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe, right. maybe they get him on a reserve type thing, but it'd be great. I, I want to see it, but I, I don't think so. So let me ask you all this question right here, right? Name guards right now that's playing better than than Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah. Jalen Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, and Trey Young. That's five right there. I mean, bro, Tyrese Halliburton right now is official rating is number one for all throughout the guards right now, right? He's leading his team to if the playoffs started today, they will be a top six, seven seed in the NBA right now. Who would have expected that, right? Let's be honest, right? I know that really doesn't mean too, too much in the all-star games, like all-star votings and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's fan votings, right? They go based off that. And Tyrese Halliburton is coming a fan favorite. So I, I like Garland, but Garland missed some time. Got to put that in, in effect, right? He missed some time with an eye injury. He's been out for a while. Um, Trey Young. Cool. I think he's always gonna get in. I think Trey Young's just always gonna get in, you know. Yeah. Um, but don't even mention you, right? And Demar Derozan. So it's gonna be tough. But I mean, it's hard to deny him when he's putting up these stats. I mean, the last three games he put up thirty-five points against Brooklyn, twelve for fifteen, with nine assists. Washington, twenty-three points, nine for 14, 11 assists. Like that's incredible for a dude that they just traded away to the bases for a Sabonis, you know. So it's gonna be hard. I guess I gotta say I'm just gonna go with yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sam, Sam, you're on you're on the no train on me or what's going on? Yeah, just because it's gonna be tough. Like he's 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 an, he's all star worthy for sure. Like, I don't want to like down like downgrade him or anything like that or denigrate him or anything like that. Like I like I like watching him play. He's a killer out there. Um, but yeah, I, I just it's just gonna be really hard. I think because all right, do you think do you think um, Paolo gets in the all star game? Mm, no, I mean because. I mean, if anything, it's gonna have to go as a, as a reserve because there's yeah. only there's only there's only there's only six spots and yeah. If I just named five, and then if we give Tyrese the the, the sixth one, but it's like I'm like if if there's a rookie that makes it, I, I think it'd be Bancaro. Oh, um, man, I, a rookie I don't that know. makes it, that's a big one. Like, I mean, I to be on the worst team in the league too. Yeah, it's just tough. Like I don't, I think the rookies will like maybe take votes from. I don't know. I just don't. I think it'd be hard as first year out. And then I don't know if you get knocked for not being a starter. To I don't know, man. I don't know. Man, that, um, that's that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. So for the for, you know for the family family and all at home, let us know in the comment section down below: Is Tyrese Halliburton an all star or not? You know, we we got different di- different answers across the board, man. So definitely let us know here. Um, what's up, Trent? Talk to me. Let me let me ask you something, right? You think Garland and Mitchell? I think Mitchell is a lock to make in the All Star game, Facts. right? Is Garland a lock? It should be. Think so. <sighs> Shit, I'm not just, and I'm not discrediting Garland because he's very talented. I, I love what he brings to the team, uh, the Cavaliers, and what he's done throughout his career so far. But is he really a lock? Like, there's, there's the, there's questions about people being a lock right now. Like, I, you mm-hmm. can go Mitchell Lock, you can go um, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a lock. You, DeRozan's going to be a lock just because of the numbers he puts up. Like at the end of the day, so I think there's going to be a few, like maybe one or two spots available, and I, Tyrese can. Put his foot in there. I don't, it's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. I like that question. I like that question a lot. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah when, I, when I was writing up that question, I definitely was like, man, this this would be a good one, man. So absolutely, you know, de- let us know at home how y'all feeling. But um, if, if you like that question, you are gonna love this one right here, man. Because when I was putting this one together, I was like, man, I know this may sound crazy when I say it at first, but if you did really think about it, it makes sense. But guys, are you <laughs> yay or nay on the Timberwolves trading Carl Anthony Towns? Wait, should they or will they? Tra- should they? Yay or should nay? Oh, uh, yeah. I think they should. Trent, what do you think? Yeah. Nah. What? I don't think they will. I don't think they will, bro. bro oh, like, I don't think they will either, but I think they should. That's that's my answer. Well, you got to think about it in this aspect, right? Anthony Edwards is their future, right? But can you win a championship just with Anthony Edwards and building around that? So like, and I don't think you could do it with Carthy Towns, but also like there's other aspects of it too. Right. And it, he, he just got extended 2028, a $224 million contract. He's making 50, 54, 58, $62 million. Like 
how are they going to find, like, who can you possibly trade? It just doesn't – I don't think they do. I think they just finally figure a way. If they don't trade Cat, they're always going to find a way to trade other players. Maybe they try to flip a gold bear, which I, I doubt it. But I don't think they trade Cat. Man, I mean, look, I, I, I love your answer, Sam. I, I don't think they will trade Cat, but should they trade Cat? They absolutely should, man. Uh, this is Ant's but, team. What's up? Talk but, to me, Trent. Talk but to but me. Let, me, let me say something, though, right? Last year, right? And, yes, I understand they didn't have Gobert. I, I get that, right? Last year, they were in 7C, 46, and 36. They were literally – they lost to the series to Memphis. But if y'all watched that series, they was in every single game. of. They just blew the lead. They blew every single lead. Now, yeah. you're adding another, another piece of Rudy Gobert. You know, trading for players, especially, like, all-star talents, it takes time to, like, develop, like, you know, work in the core together. So – Maybe they figure it out. Maybe they don't. But at the end of the day, I just, nah. If they but, should, I still don't. I don't think they should. Either way, I don't think they should. They look at him as a franchise piece with Edwards. It just What's brutal is in 2025 when they're paying $90 million a year to go bear and towns. Um, yeah. Like, that's that's brutal. You know, 2024 and $93 million between the two of them, a little over 90 in 2025, and then Gobert's contract is up that, that year. It's just a lot. It's a lot for a front court where those guys, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you want to do that real, when Gobert is 36 years old. You know, like, that's tough. Um, or or he'll be 34, I think, when his contract's up, Gobert, making 46 million a year. It's just tough. When, and then at that point, Edwards will be, will be on his rookie Supermax at that point. It'll be like year two in that. It's just a weird, it's a weird roster construction. And I think Towns is easier, easier to trade than Gobert. Uh, I don't think anyone's giving... Minnesota, what they gave Utah for Gobert. Man. Dumbest traded. Dumbest traded. Man, yeah. Yeah, man, look, and honestly, I, that, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, it, it, should, should, should they trade Cat? I think they should. That's what's going to get them closer to winning a championship. Because, look, if Anthony Edwards is going to be the future of this team, you need to build around him. And putting two centers to clog the paint – does not be, does not work when you have Anthony Edwards a slasher to go to the hoop. It just it, it kills any momentum that Anthony Edwards can get going. Uh, there's so many times this season where I've been watching the Timberwolves play and they're getting back on offense, and all of a sudden I just see Cat and and Rudy Gobert both drop down to the low block, and I'm like, this is in 2010. We don't run with two bigs on the low block anymore. That doesn't work. So it's, to me, I, I don't think it's no coincidence that uh, Ant started playing much better. After Carl Anthony Towns, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, got sidelined with this injury. But and then comes the question, right? Like, do you trade Cat? Do you trade Rudy? But I mean, if you don't trade, if you trade Cat, OK, I think you'll get a better piece. But if you trade Rudy, that officially becomes the worst trade of all time. You gave up <laughs> so many players and so many assets when you actually had a team. The, the, I think the Timberwolves, if they would have kept the same roster they had last year and ran it back. I think they would have been much better than they were this year. It would have been continuity. And they still would have had that killer defense. They still would have had players like J Jared Vanderbilt, who is a major slept on. He was a big part of the reason that defense was so good last year. And mm -hmm. now you take him away. You try to place, replace him, no disrespect, with Jaden McDaniels. Just not the same thing. Just not the same player. So, honestly, we might be looking back on this trade and saying this was one of the worst trades of all time. I don't even yeah. think we have to look. Oh, my fault. I don't even think no, we have to look. No, I agree. Back. I, was gonna, I agree. I don't even think we have to look bad. They need to trade. Like, if you're going to trade that much, why can't you trade for, like, at least try to trade for a superstar talent? They said, or just yeah. go get Rudy. Or just Donovan Mitchell. What if they gave all that for Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> that could have worked perfect. So, listen, right? <laughs> they traded for a player that got exposed every playoff series. Yeah. Every playoff. <laughs> every playoff. Yo, Terrence Mann exposed them on the Clippers, bro. Like, it's pathetic. That, you know what I think it And was, they paired but, him up with another guy who gets exposed all the time. That's what that. I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I think it is? I think it's because they seen, okay, the team is pretty good. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go all for it. And yeah. that was probably the dumbest decision they possibly did, trading for Rudy Gobert. Now new, the Utah Jets. Yeah, new, it's new owner syndrome, man. Like, they got Alex <laughs> Rodriguez and the homies came through, bought the team. They got a new GM. They gave him a percentage of the, of the, of the team. And, like, they just went after it. And it was like, you know, y'all should have just relaxed a little bit. And then also, that ruined the whole summer because no team had did a single deal after that because the market was yep. – Almost curse. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse here or not. Was ruined. Go ahead. Um, you know, i.e. Kevin Durant. Because everything was on hold when Kevin Durant yeah. put that put that thing up. And then that the price for Durant was just through the roof at, from that point on. So shame on you, Minnesota. You ruined everything. Yeah. Honestly. You ruined your team and you ruined the rest of the league that, for that Shame on you, Minnesota. <laughs> you off the Man. whole curve.
man. Oh, man. But all right, man. So, so, and feel me, that's, and that's another question at home. Like, let us know. Would you rather trade Cat? Would you rather trade Rudy? I mean, I think it's pretty clear here, but I mean, unless you're A-Rod, maybe A-Rod's listening. Maybe A-Rod's like, all right, uh, I'm going to trade uh, Anthony Edwards. <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> but all right, y'all. So let's go ahead and keep it pushing uh, to our next segment here. That's Rate Your Worry, a classic uh, segment that we do here at Clutch Talk is I got a statement here for you. Uh, and you're going to tell me, you know, Rachel, where are you? One to 10, 10 being I'm freaking out. And one, you know, I'm not, I'm not really tripping at all, man. That's cool with you guys. Yeah, yes, sir. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So Sam, you know, since you're here, we have to talk about the Hornets, man. Unfortunately, I know it's been tough this season, but Sam, talk to me first. First, let's talk about the 10, biggest, whatever, whatever you say, <laughs> whatever the most worry it's whatever. I don't care what you say. It's a 10. <laughs> I'm very concerned. So talk, yeah, just let, let, let's, let's, no, we're not, I'm not even going to ask the question. Talk to me about what's the, like, what do you see right now? What's the plan to turn around? How do you feel about LaMelo Ball's lingering ankle injury? Talk to me about all that. Just as a Hornets fan. All right. So this, I got to go back to the play-in, right? Play-in, the Hornets got pumped. Again, second time in a row. They fire the coach. They try to bring in Atkinson. Atkinson says yes. Then he says no. They bring back Steve Clifford. It's a rip. It's a rip of an all-season. Uh, Miles Bridges gets in trouble. Mantras Harrell's Harrell gets in trouble. It's just a, it's an L. It's an L from start to finish until the end, right? Right before preseason, they signed Dennis Smith Jr., right? Homie's going to go to the NFL. They bring him in to Charlotte. He looks really good all of a sudden. He's like, okay, man, I like this. And then, you know, he sticks around. It's not guaranteed deal. Low risk, high reward type thing. And it's been pretty good until he got hurt, which we found out later. But right. And, and then also right before the season starts, they bring in Tao Maladone, just a, borderline journeyman he hasn't bounced around too much but he's like 21 years old french kid played with the thunder uh on a two-way deal so like all, all of a sudden the the, the hornet's biggest issues were lamello's backup all right who's gonna who can like back up lamello who can play alongside lamello and then lamello gets hurt in the preseason so now we're like oh cool the guys that were planned to be his backup are now starting kelly Oubre meant to be the sixth man he's starting Hayward plays eight games, misses eight games, come back, dipped out. Uh, LaMelo misses a month, comes back, plays three games, steps on a fan's foot, re-injures the same ankle. He's out. Uh, it's tough. Cody Martin plays one minute. The team's best defender, historically, plays one minute. Knee surgery. It's a no. It's a fat L. Mark Williams, the 15th overall pick in the draft, gets hurt playing in the G League. Another ankle injury. Mad ankle injuries for everybody in the squad. So it's... It's tough, man, because I don't know what this team is. And the coach says, Steve Clifford, to his credit, who I do like a lot, and I think he is doing a good job, like with all the stuff thrown at him, he said, we don't have a team. It's impossible to get better as a unit when the unit keeps changing. And he's throwing as many different things out there as he can. He, like, he get, he's giving you know, different units runs. Like Rookie players, second-year players that we didn't see a lot of last year are getting we got run, and then they weren't really doing it, so they swapped out, swapped them out for like Kai Jones, like different other guys, and we're seeing those guys kind of flourish during this period. But yeah, Lamelo with the ankle injury, um, it's 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 a bummer, it's a bummer, and I don't know how much he'd help this current situation anyway. Uh, the the team will be more watchable for sure, but the team has so many injuries right now; they're so undermanned. Uh, that they can only really put up a fight for three quarters. It doesn't matter when those quarters hit. And th this resulted in some wins, but not enough. Not enough. Man, so so overall, you would say the Hornets are are, are GFV. They're going for Vic. I hope so. <laughs> the, the concern is, like, at some point when this team gets healthy again, they're like, okay, let's let's make a trade or something like that. Um, I, I really hope they don't do that. I look at Kelly Oubre. Uh, he has a, he's an expiring contract. He's playing well, but you know he's is a it's, it's a little bit of a good stats bad team situation with him. Uh, but he's on a twenty game uh, scoring streak uh, for past nine eight or nine games. So he and he's, his efficiency is pretty decent. I think he'd help a lot of squads out. Uh, so if the Hornets look to trade him, maybe they should, if they ever tried to decide to shut Lamelo or somebody down for the year like Hayward. Um, I think that'll be the official sign that they're tanking. But as of now, they're not tanking. I think at least they're not tanking on purpose. I think they're actually trying to win games right now. Um, until they start sending guys out or shutting guys down, they're they're legit trying to win games. But I think eventually, but I think in 2023, when January rolls around, we'll see the them throw up the white flag, and as they should. 
because um, if it's not when Benyama, Scoot Henderson, doesn't matter. This team isn't good enough to pass up on anybody. Like wherever they end up in the lottery, they should go best player available and run with it. Because the team lost Miles Bridges. Who knows what his future holds? And that this draft is their best chance at getting that another uh, a running mate, replacing Miles Bridges as that running mate. If he doesn't return to the Hornets, because uh, they're not doing it through free agency, the trade market is tough. Getting a, a guy on a rookie deal that that can compete. If they get a top five talent, that could be a Lamella running mate for the next five, six, seven years, whatever they got to do it through the draft. And I hope that's the focus. And hopefully we get lucky on lottery night. Cause that's where we're at. Tankathon.com stays getting my attention. Second, <laughs> second best odds of the first pick. Let's go. <laughs> let's go, baby. Let's go. Trent, talk to me. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he probably, you know, got, got all this stuff. Cause you know, he covers that team, but I do want to say like, I feel like this team is young and just not disciplined at all. Like, I mean, Going back to the offseason, look at James Booknight. I believe that's how you say his name. Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah, that's, that's another one. Off, yeah. off uh, deep, like, besides NBA, like, outside of it, you know, getting uh, involved in the police, Miles Bridges, Montrez Harrell, you know, P.J. Washington, even though it wasn't involved in it, it's still a, a big story with um the whole situation of him getting played or, or whatnot. And LaMelo Ball, like, they're just a bunch of young kids that, like, got money. And now that they don't – like, they just – acting a fool and I, that plays a part heading into the season and then when you said uh the Kenny Atkinson stuff with Clifford like you think you have a new coach and now it's like nope now yeah. we, we got he's coming back like that it plays a role in you know no injuries of LaMelo Bridges Hayward and Cody Martin like the team is just I'm concerned about this team and I feel like even if they're all healthy what's their sailing are they a playoff team are they just one of those teams that make seven eight nine and fight for playing again you know so like I feel like this team right now is a lost cause and they need help. Yeah, going into the year, I thought absolute best case scenario, everyone's staying healthy. Gordon Hayward specifically, um, that this team's best chance was a ninth seed, like absolute best. And I looked at teams like um, specifically uh, the Wizards and the Knicks of the teams that were outside the top 10 last year that could replace the Hornets in the top 10. And not only did that happen, like the Hornets got replaced in like the top 13. <laughs> so it's uh it's an issue. It's an issue. But yeah, like uh I'm here for it. I'm like, I, I live stream during these games. I, I didn't stream, like I I abstained last last night. They played the Sixers last night. I, I, I can't bother with it. I couldn't do it. I don't want to I don't want to see him be dunk like just dunk on this team for like two and a half hours. I didn't want to see it. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a problem. It's a problem. And hopefully we get lucky on lottery night, man. That's the that's the hope. That's the whole right now. Man, let me, yeah. let me say second. one more thing, right? Yo, that Miles Bridges, like, he really ruined his whole career. Like, I know this is not really – like, he ruined his whole career. Like, he was about to get paid the bag. And then yeah. literally a whole situation involving other stuff that we're not going to go into. It's, like, it's insane. And and the thing is, like, LaMelo, Terry, like, you could tell they're super, super close. Like, I see, like, TikTok videos of them, like, dancing to their his music. And so, without him, it's, like, Damn, you're, you're missing out another 20 plus score. Yeah. Without and he, without LaMelo. He's there. He was their their two-way guy. Like he was yeah. LaMelo is is the, is the star of the team, right? But Miles Bridges arguably is a better basketball player, like all-around Facts. basketball player Facts. than LaMelo Ball, right? He was legitimately the team leader. Like yeah. when when fans were allowed back in the building post-COVID, he had the house mic welcoming fans back in. Like he was like the rock of this team. Literally, like when even when uh, last two seasons, when everyone was getting hurt, he was the Iron Man. Like he never got hurt. He was always around and playing well and getting better year after year. And projecting him like forward is like, oh man, we got a potential all star here. Right. And then in the plane, he gets ejected and throws his mouthpiece and hits a little girl in the head. Right. He tweets a pink lemonade picture, pink lemonade um, on, his, or on Instagram, whatever. Right. Um, and then what happened happened um in california and so it's like whoa like that three months completely out of nowhere just completely and so now the hornets the hornets offseason was on hold anyway right yeah signing bridges was their number one re-signing him was their number one priority before any of the staff any of the stuff happened and so that that stuff going to court delayed 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 hornets have to move forward with something you know they still have an open roster spot they still never named a, a full 15-man roster so like the that just put a complete 
pause on what they were trying to do. And then now you throw in all these injuries. It's just a, it's a tough situation. And so when, when, when talking about tanking, I think everyone, I think they should tank because nobody's getting fired. Cause I think everyone understands what happened here. Steve Clifford just got here. Mitch Kupchak just signed an extension and he's besties with MJ. He's never getting fired. But like, I think if this team just tanks, like genuinely tanks, no one's going to like, look at it, look at this, this, this franchise sideways because of just the hand that we're dealt, just a terrible luck from on the court and off court. It's just, it's nutty stuff. Um, yeah, so. for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, no, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the best situation to bring Wembenyama into. Maybe though, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, maybe the horse will ruin him. I don't know, man. <laughs> when, when Kelly Oubre is your second best uh, scorer on the team with Rosier, you know your, your team's bad. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. you're not. You know. Yep. You're right. You're right. Man. <laughs> and and man, I mean, I'm 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 right there with with everything that you know you guys are saying. And Sam, man, I, I I feel you. I feel your pain. I have been a Lakers fan, you know, for a long time. So that means that I was a Lakers fan throughout that, you know, 2014, 15 season. when we had like six players just available to play, we had like Ryan Kelly fully laying out on the bench. So man, um, it, it just, this is not the season for the Hornets to, to, to get it done, man. So, you know, it's, it's just understanding that and moving forward. Um, although I will say LaMelo and Vic, a pick and roll would be kind of scary. Would be kind of crazy, be killer, man. But that'd be killer, man. But but uh, but all right, man. So we'll, we will see if that the Hornets end up landing Vic. Uh, but happy that we had you know a Hornets expert to talk to us about that, man. So appreciate that, my guy Sam. But um, let's get pushing here, guys. So let's get to the next uh, rate your worry statement. Um, we talked about the Hawks earlier, and I mean we talked about um, well, I talked about the Hawks being a contender at least out of the East the past couple of years, uh, at least. If they're not a really a real contender, they're an elite team out the East. But as of late, they have not looked the same. Um, really struggling right now, sitting at that 13 and 13 on a three-game losing streak. So uh one out of ten, you know, rate your worry for the Hawks not being a contender out of the East anymore. Oh, uh, so this is a weird one because I, I never thought they were a contender <laughs> out of the East. So zero, okay. I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like no, nothing, that. nothing changed for me. <laughs> I guess a five, a five, five, five. <laughs> Yeah, zero's kind of insane. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, being a contender, like, yeah, like, I, I like them. Like, I'm not going to, like, push them off and stuff like that. But, like, they're nowhere near the Celtics. They're nowhere near the Bucks. So, like, four or five, you know, around there. Like, unless, like, Trey Young and Murray, like, and, and Collins somehow revives himself and Clint Capella and all their young players start playing, like, crazy basketball, like, make the run in the playoffs like they did last time, I don't really see it happening. So, nah. Yeah, man, I, I'm 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 right there with you, Chad. I'm at like a like a four or five because I'm not gonna lie. Like I've doubted this team in the past, and I've said like, oh, nine, ten, like, I'm, I'm scared, I'm scared, and they've proven me wrong. You know, I feel like they are. I'm not gonna lie. The Hawks are starting to become one of those teams where it's not that they don't care about the regular season, but they know how to turn it up come playoffs. And I mean, at least the last two years, they they've proven me that. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the four or five because they are you know down bad. We you know Dejounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and really. Even even their backup, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Yaneko Oneko, however you oh, say yeah. his oh, name. Congo. Oh, Congo. Yeah, yeah Congo. he's he's hurt too, and he's uh, DeAndre Hunter and John Collins is backup. So they're they looking like the Hornets right now. The backups, his backups <laughs> is getting hurt. I wish they looked like the Hornets. <laughs> I would kill for that. Like, <laughs> let, let me let me let me say one more thing too. I feel like Trey Young. I feel like he came out two years ago. He's like, we don't really care for the regular season. Like we we turn up in the postseason. Like he said, never came out and said that because ever since he came out and said that. This team has been struggling in the regular season ever since. Man, man, yeah, you got you, you got to have a good regular season, man. Set yourself up for success come playoffs. But um, but all right, y'all. So let's get to our last um, rate your worry statement here, and that is the Clippers, man. The Clippers for the roster that they have have not really been able to put it together uh, right now. They're sitting at fifteen and thirteen. Um, so what I want to know is rate your worry for the Clippers not finishing as a top six seed. So that means that they will be in the play-in. What do you think? Uh, so I, I think, I think them being in the, in the play in is, is pretty likely. And I think they're pretty okay with that. Um, talk about a team that's playing for the playoffs. I think the Clippers are, are, are like waving that flag right now. Like this, we're just getting, we're just doing this to get our, because we have to do it, just eating their vegetables until the playoffs come, you know? Um, and then they'll roll out Kawhi and, and PG and just do, just, just take everyone, just take everyone down. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think the Clippers are punting on the regular season for sure. Um, as long as they can, if they start slipping, which I don't think they will, but um, like they're a seven seed right now. Right. I don't see them dipping much further than that. 
Um, I think I think there's win for the plan. I think, and I think they're okay with it. You know, I feel like that's a bad way to approach stuff. You know, like it's not like they reached championship ever with this roster. Like I feel like no Kawhi Leonard affecting this team, and no Paul George. You know, dealing with injuries. That's the reason why they continue to struggle every single season is because they're running like. 15 different lineups out there. They're making trades to improve their roster. Like on paper, this team is talented. Look, Covington, Powell, Zubaj, you know, Batum, and then Reggie Jackson, John Wall. Like this team is elite on paper, but they can never figure it out because it's like, okay, we got a consistent lineup for a whole week. And then be like, all right, well, Kawhi Leonard's back. Now you have to put a, add another superstar into that and into that. It's hard to do that because it's like Reggie Jackson used to having the ball in his hand. No, you're going to give it a Kawhi Leonard and a Paul George. So I feel like coasting in, like, they have to do what they got to do to make the playoffs because they don't make the playoffs. That's going to be insane. But, like, Kawhi Leonard is a part-time player. Paul George is just I, – I love him. I think he's one of the talented – most talented – not the most, but he's a talented player in the NBA, really up there for sure, skill-wise. But I feel like every other week it's I'm sick or I, I, I do, like, a minor injury that takes him off for a while, and I'm just like – but I do think they're a top six seed. So, like, your free question, yes, but – Overall, I don't think it's a good way to approach how they're doing it. They got to figure it out now because if you go to the playoffs, like, there's, like you can make adjustments, but teams are already prepared. Like, this is a big moment, you know? And I love Ty Lue as a head coach. I think he could figure it out, but it's tough. It's, it's really tough. We've seen it throughout the year so far at the Clippers. Yeah, honestly, I'm 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 really on my on my worry scale. I'm really high. I don't think that they're gonna make. I don't think they're gonna finish as a, as a top six seed. Um, I think that is a great point that you bring up, Sam, about whether you know they really care or not because, you know, they do have Kawhi. And when Kawhi comes back, we, we know that's Kawhi, although he may not be the same, right? But that's a, that, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic to get into, man. We talked about that last episode. So make sure you go check that out. But I mean, as far as finishing as a top six, look, I'm looking at the West and I can confidently say the Suns are going to finish with a better record. The Pelicans, the Mavs, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies. That's five teams right there. And we didn't even count the reigning champions, we didn't count if the Timberwolves figure it out. We didn't count if the Jazz end up staying, staying on this hot streak. I, maybe I'm stretching for the Lakers, but may, we didn't even count the Lakers. Maybe I'm stretching, but we didn't even count them. <laughs> so that's what I'm I, saying. I, no way they finish as a top six, in my opinion. What's up, Trent? I, I, it's funny because we talked about this last episode, and I, I was up there too. But the Mavericks, let's cross them out. Let's cross Ooh, the Mavericks wow. out. Let's as wow. a top six team? As not a top six or as a top I, six? I, 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 think, I think they're fighting to get in the plan, bro. Like okay. they can't. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I really do. And I, I just came up with that now because it's not even a segment. But I'm going to add it to the segment of the show right now. <laughs> I don't, the reason why, the reason why is, right? Have you been watching the Dallas Mavericks? I feel like Luka lost trust in his players. Every single game, every single game, like whenever they lose, he's, he's making a big fit. He's whining at his players. Like, you know, they're grown adults. Like they, they have emotions, they have feelings and stuff like that. And they're like, they're looking at the, the, the leader of the team. Like Luka's the leader of the team. And it's like, why, like, that's how you look at me. Like, you could tell Luka doesn't, like, he's frustrated because the players that were making shots last year are not making shots this year. They lost the ball handle, and J- Jalen Brunson was huge. You bring in a, a washed-up Kemba Walker with a messed-up knee who hit a mid-range, and I've seen people pull stuff. Like, yo, we don't care about Kemba Walker. He ain't making no change in anything. Unless they make a move, this team is going to continue to struggle. I, Luka's playing out his mind, and the team is still struggling. They're gonna prove, yeah, make some shots. It's easy to say, but if they've been missing all season, you think they're gonna flip the switch and be like, ah, right, now I'm gonna knock my shots now? Like, I just, I, it, it's tough. Maybe they could, maybe they don't. But the the West, like the teams you name, it, it's going to, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough for them. I honestly think it's gonna be rough. Because like, look at Luca. He, you can put him in the MVP conversation. Take the record wise out if you want to say that. You can put him in the MVP conversation. His team is just not good enough. The fact they go sign JaVel McGee to what, a huge deal? For what? <laughs> Come what? on, man. My guy JaVel catch some good lobs. He catch some good lobs from Luca. Yeah, but on some lobs. <laughs> Luca didn't even know his name in the beginning of the day. He's like, yo, I see this. <laughs> like, yo, oh, I Joel, right? That. Yeah, so he's like, yo, Joel. I'm like, yo, it's raps, bro. It's raps. Oh man, man. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say the Mavs gonna struggle to make play in, but to, to you know, to answer the the initial question. I do, I do not think the Clippers is going, you know, finish the top six. Even even if you take the Mavs out of that equation, even if you put them in that playing situation, I still think the Clippers, uh, you know, don't make don't don't make that top six. And um, like how Sam said, they might they might not care. <laughs> they might not care, man. But all right, y'all. So 
let's keep it pushing and let's get to our last segment of the show here. Uh, you know, fun little segment, the way we like to end things around here is just winners and losers of the week. Uh, could be player, could be team, could be GM, whatever you want, man. But something around the league, I'll just go ahead and kick it off here. Um, I got to go. I'm going to kick off my winner. It's got to be the Pelicans. I mean, they're on a seven-game win streak. They just put the entire league on notice. No way none of us or anyone that did any preseason rankings had the Pelicans sitting at the number one seed at this time. They beat the number two seed Suns, who I know people – I was watching the Suns game yesterday, and the and the, the Suns broadcast like, oh, you know, this game doesn't really matter. Uh, stop the cap. This game matters, <laughs> man, because down the, down the road, they're going to know they beat you. They're going to know they had the upper hand on you those two games. So they beat the, you know, the, the Suns, the number two seed. And again, this is all without Brandon Ingram. So they got to be the winners, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, no. Nah. Mine hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it's in two days. What's, what's your winners? Oh. <laughs> I was trying to say this with a straight face. Hornets play the Pistons on December 14th. All right. Somebody has to get to eight wins. So we'll find <laughs> out. Seven, two seven win teams going at it um, uh, in, uh, on the 14th. So that, that's my, my preemptive. I think, the, I think Detroit wins that game. So they're the winners. They're the winners of the week for me. I like that. I like yeah, that. Detroit. Yo, Detroit, I was watching them play Lakers yesterday. Detroit, I, I know the Lakers are like up and down, but Detroit, they got some, they got some people over there, man. I, I like them. But um, for my winner, uh, we can go Pel- Pelicans Zion. I feel like Pelicans make sense. Seven game win streak, whatever. But Zion too. But I want to go on a loser's end. I want to go to the loser's end, right? I got a few losers. I got the Miami Heat, because I covered the team personally. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't are not talking about the Miami Heat. They're they're bad. You know, they lost the fact in a week, a week. You lose to the Pistons and the Spurs, that, that's a problem. I don't care anybody says that's a huge problem. These are two tanking teams, tanking teams, right? You know, they're 12 and 15. Pat Riley is being stubborn because he doesn't want to make any moves during the offseason because he wants to go after the big fish. I understand he wanted Durant, Mitchell, Bill, the field. You got to approve your roster somehow, and, and they don't at all. You know, they're just not figuring nothing out. I think they're going to be a team that's 500 the whole year and get bounced out in the first round. So I got to give it to the Miami Heat and the Bulls. No one's talking about the Bulls. You know, they lost a buzzer beater by A.J. Griffin, I believe, yesterday. But I'm hearing so many reports that if they continue to lose, they might blow it up, trade one of them. So those are two big losers because after the season, you know, we had expectations for these teams. I want to say super high, but we had expectations for both of these teams. And right now they're playing horrible. So winners, Pelicans, and Zion. But losers, Miami and the um, Chicago Bulls. My guy Sam, who you got as the loser of the week? You you got one yet or not yet? <laughs> so um genuinely, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna show the Hornets some love. I got two winners, Bryce McGowans and Kai Jones. These these guys have been getting extended run. Kai Jones was the 19th pick in the draft last year, didn't play at all last year. Um, the Hornets traded back into the first round. They traded a future first round, a protected first round pick to get back into the first round to take him, and he barely played at all his rookie year. Now we're in his sophomore year, and he's always getting some real minutes against real opponents um, in a real consistent way, which hasn't happened at all. Um, so for the Hornets, the goal should be to see what they have with these young players, and we're seeing some, some, some flashes of what Kai Jones could be. Bryce McGowan's is a guy that NBA fans won't know because he plays for the Hornets. He was a second-round pick from Nebraska, and he's, he's in the same kind of rotation. He's, he's been the first guy off the bench his last like few games for, for the Hornets during this injury issues. And he's really making the most of it. He's not a complete player by any means. I don't want to overstate it, but for a second round pick from Nebraska coming in, he looks like he belongs in the league and you can see what he can be, how he moves around the floor, comparing him to, uh, to Johnny Davis in the same draft went 10th. He looks so fr- – when the Hornets played the Wizards, he had an open three, pump fake, dribbled, and passed it. He looked terrified. Bryce McGowan's looks like he's been in the league by, for 10 years by comparison. So I, I, that's, a, I think, a really nice pick by Mitch Kupchak. And he's like another kind of player that they're going to bring along a la Cody Martin, a la Jalen McDaniel. So look for him in a couple of years. He's not ready yet. But Bryce McGowan's looking like he's making the most out of his opportunity and defending uh, some of the best players in the league during this stretch like it's a it's been a hell of a run for him from Harden to Kawhi to Paul George it's it's been a lot a lot been thrown out this uh this young kid 
Um, and you know, for as far as losers go, um, I'm going to James Book Knight and JT Thor. JT Thor is another one that people may not know. Uh, second know. round pick last year, show some promise, but he's just not ready yet. He's a he's a big time project. I'm not killing him for that. Book Knight, 11th overall pick last year's draft. He's been a bit of a no, um, thus far, and he, he got some run early and lost a spot. And, and losing your spot when everyone's hurt, that's an issue. Like when you're low on guys and you lose your spot in the rotation, that's a major red flag. Book Knight played a little bit last night against uh, Philadelphia, which is first run of games in a while. But yeah, so I'm giving I'm giving an L to to, to Book Knight for sure, uh, and a, a minor L. It's like a, a small L. Small L. Small. I feel that. Yo, can, can we just give an L to the Hornets and overall? <laughs> no, it depends on what happens in the lottery. Man. It, could be a, it could be it could be a W. There's a there's a bigger game in foot here. If they, if they drop, if they end up, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind if they end up at the fifth pick in the line. I'm gonna be live streaming during it, and uh, I'm I've been telling my stream that you know, like when like World Series comes around and like they were like in the locker room, they'll they'll put plastic up everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that on lottery night, and if the Hornets end up with the first pick, I'm gonna get the champagne and, and spray it all over this place. But if it, if it's an L, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do if they fall back in the lottery. Oh man, they can't, that's they, where we are. That's where we're at right now. They can't take yeah, another no. L right now. Now for sure, yo. But I, I'm a, I, I watch OKC. I'm I'm a, I, that's my big team. I all like support and stuff. I, I'm missing Chet. Like you know, like it's so disappointing. I was so sad, I was man. So sad, so sad. especially the way it happened too. Yeah, like I, I really wanted to see him play. I think OKC's been on something special, and I think people continue to say that every single year. You know, but Shay's looking like a star. You know, yeah. Josh Giddy's Josh Giddy's a walking triple double. Now you're gonna add Chet to that. You still got Lou Dort over there, nice three and D player, like. I like what my OKC team doing, but just talk about the lottery. Like, I'm just, I just wish I could see Chet, man. But the thing is, NBA is gonna get crazy because we're gonna see Chet versus Victor next season. Come on, man! And and Bobo, don't forget Bobo. And Bobo, man! Don't forget Bobo. This league is just getting more and more exciting, man. Bobo's having a breakout year, and I know the Nuggets are regretting it. Yes, sir. Got it. Celtics just gave him away too. Imagine him with the ball with Boston. Oh my god! They let him walk. They, I think they paid like they gave up a second round pick to to ship him out of town. I think it's That's nuts. Crazy. That's crazy, man. But all right, y'all. So let me run off my loser of the week here, and that is. That's this. It's got to be the Suns, man. Not even the fact that they're on this four game losing streak. I've been watching the Suns as of late this season, and I honestly don't know if they still got that it factor. I don't know if they still got that championship run in them I, when i was watching them a couple of years ago the reason why i was like wow the suns are so good is because genuinely players one through 15 would contribute and would genuinely uh, you know uh c- campaign would be out there giving them big minutes versus as to what campaign is doing now it's not nearly what what, what we've been seeing well we just we just watched them play yesterday without devin booker they struggle they look like they have no identity i get it that's their best player but yet if you're going to be a top team in the league you have to have an identity without, with or without your best player. And right now, they look lost. Uh, they look like they're some sore losers. Um, I already don't like Chris Paul, so you know his little shenanigans that <laughs> like he's he does is already annoying. So when you add that on top of on him losing and him being so, a sore loser, yeah, they got to be the biggest losers. Um, the Suns are annoying, man. I, I can't deal with the Suns. I'm it's back. So Can, campaign needs to relax. He needs to relax, man. Yo, let me tell you, I made a video on TikTok yesterday and actually it had like 800,000, right? And it was about campaign because he, he, it was like a timeout and he's like, you know, trying to like talk big to like the Pelicans and stuff like that. And all the comments are like just roasting the Phoenix Suns. Like they're just all fake tough. Like Devin Booker made a comment about Patrick Beverly when he pushed uh, Aiton. He said, oh, he wouldn't push him in the front. But Booker, you literally did the same thing a few years ago. You pushed people from the back for pause from uh all the time like i just can't stand the sun just how they brought up like i think they're so corny i think agent's corny booker's so corny to me i don't care how talented he's just a corny individual corny and Man. campaign <laughs> i look at campaign as russell westbrook's dancer from okc <laughs> that's how i look at campaign dog you know and yo before before the show ends and stuff like that i want to ask one more question i'm a russell westbrook fan i want everybody to know to ask for into the day how do you feel about Russell Westbrook? Uh, yeah, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I think he's shown a lot of character, proved a lot of people wrong by accepting a lesser role in the rotation, and proved a lot of people wrong. You know, like w- trading for Russell Westbrook and then being upset that he's Russell Westbrook is crazy. Like, that's on you. You know, like yeah. 
he's it's it's a, he's a known quantity, and when you acquire him, if he if it doesn't fit, that's on you as an organization, not on him. So yeah, you hear I, that, I'm, John? Man, I mean, <laughs> hey, look, man. Honestly, at first, at first, when we first had Westbrook on this team, and he was refusing to come off the bench, I thought that was more on him. I'm like, come on, man, you gotta you gotta realize that. When you got LeBron and AD on the court, you can't be the primary ball handler. You got to realize who you are. But now that he's came off the bench, I have no qualms with him. I have no qualms with him. Like how you said, he's accepted his role. And I think that that's what's going to let his career go longer. And that's exactly what what Carmelo did not do. And that's why his career got hindered. It's because that that famous press conference he had in OKC where he was like, come off the bench. I'm not coming off the bench. And he (laughs) just tripping on that. I think that if Westbrook would have kept that same attitude, he'd, he'd have been out the league, just like Melo. But I think, you know, not Westbrook being able to do that, and he's proven it. He's proven it, man. He's been a, definitely a positive player coming off the bench for the Lakers, man. But I agree with you, though. I feel you to a certain extent, Sam. You bring Westbrook on the team, you got to understand what he's, what he's bringing because he's not going to tone down. No, nah, I agree. I feel like there's a, another side, though. Like, if you watch Russell Westbrook throughout his whole career, got to look at the teams with Durant and Harden. Russ always had the ball in his hands, you know? So, like, it's hard for a player, a Hall of Fame player, first ballot Hall of Famer to be like, take that. And that's on him, too. Like, you know, you got to put it on him. It's hard, but it's it, it's like it's like you used to being the main dude, and now he's like, ain't the main dude no more. So it, it took him a while, but he came to a realization, and he finally did it. And I also think him and Vogel didn't have the greatest relationship. So I feel like he didn't want to do it for Vogel. But Darvin Ham, on the other hand, they probably connect a little bit more. And he's like, you know what? To make my career extend, too, he's probably thinking about that, which is like, I got to do what I got to do. But not playing no minutes in the fourth quarter yesterday, John. What, what's all that about? Because of the end of the third quarter? Because he played one bad for that? Like, I know you watched the game yesterday. Well, well, well I mean, look, at the, I think any time – I think crunch time, I don't think he should be on the court, to be real with you. In my opinion, he should not be on the court come crunch time. Fair, but playing the not playing the whole fourth quarter though, that's that's wild. That's wild. In a close game, mind you, it wasn't a blow. It was a close game. Pistons kept it through the whole time. Like I understand what he did in that third quarter near the end. Shot the crazy two for one, turned the ball over, whatever. But you're not playing him is insane. Luckily they came up with that W because if they didn't, Russell would have been slated the whole night. I promise <laughs> you. He didn't, he didn't even touch the fourth quarter, but he'd be like it was Russ fault because what he did in that third quarter. I promise you. I, I just deal with it because I'm a Russ fan. I know it all. Man, yeah, man, I, I, I hear you. I hear you, my brother. But uh, but all right, man. Also, just real last thing on Russ for me. If the, <laughs> I, I think what you're also seeing from Russ is that he didn't want to go to Indiana or Charlotte or wherever <laughs> they were trying to send him for in any of those fake trades. I think there's a little bit of that in that mix as well. He was like, man, I'm not. I can't go to yeah. Indiana. I can't go from Los Angeles to Indiana. <laughs> what am I doing in Indiana? Yeah, and I told I told my people. I said I watch Russ no matter what team he goes to. But if he went to the Pacers, I was not watching. <laughs> I wasn't watching it. I can't watch that team. What if, if you went Hornets? to What if he went to the Hornets? Yes, <laughs> I guess. I guess he, he so, would average a triple double playing for Charlotte. Like he, his usage rate would be insane. Yeah, for teach LaMelo a little bit too just for his veteran leadership and being in a locker room like those young cats because they need a little you know they need help I'm not gonna lie they need to stay out of they need to stay out of trouble like you people wish you had your career the fact that you're affecting us you know crazy man but but all right man all right well i think it's a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up here man and we know we had a a jam-packed episode uh we had a a three three very fun segments man uh but before you know before we get out of here i gotta thank my guy sam i got sam dracula for coming on the pod uh once again man but sam you got any any last words to say before we uh get out of here i know i appreciate y'all having me on um i do a podcast raymond felton it's called believing hornets I uh, may remember Raymond from the UNC team that won a title in 05, fifth pick in the draft in 05, uh, 14-year NBA vet. Um, Nick, Bobcat, played like Blazers, Maverick. He, he got around a little bit. But we do a weekly OKC. podcast. OKC. He was, <laughs> his last game was this game. He was on the <laughs> – Oh, really? La- that was his last game. Oh, yeah, yo, you ain't got to do me like that, bro. <laughs> yo, you ain't got to do me like that, man. Yo, I'd say, I talked to him about it. So like, he was there. So I was like, like, if I, I could talk to him about it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can see him on the bench. Uh, one of the replays with uh, with Dame waving goodbye, and uh, you see Raymond on the bench, not looking too happy about it. But yeah, uh, it's a weekly podcast available everywhere called Believe in Hornets, available everywhere podcasts are found, and then youtube.com slash Sam Dracula. Where uh, I don't know if you uh, like 
I don't even give a shit about the Hornets right now. <laughs> but if you want to check, we're hearing me talk about the Hornets. I'll do it over there as well. Yes, uh, yes sir, form. man. Family, make sure you guys go check my guy Sam out. Everything is going to be in the description down below. Uh, links to podcasts, YouTube. Make sure you check my boy out. But my guy Trey, you got any last words to say before we get out of here? Listen, I cover the Miami Heat. If you want to go check that out, link will be in the description. I also have a main channel, Top Notch. You want to go check that out too. Cool. But follow my TikTok, man. That's where the funny content is. I'm about to hit 50K over there. Top Notch Hot Takes. I appreciate that a lot. But before I go, I want everybody to hear this. Russell Westbrook is a goat. Oh, Simple. man. Oh, Simple. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Yo, we go, we go get people talking. <laughs> it's fine. Argue with me in the comment section. I'm all for it. <laughs> man, let's do it, man. Let's do it. So, as always, you guys, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, man. Make sure you smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Leave a nice comment down below. Follow us on our Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, just at Clutch Talk Pod. Make sure you get at us. And uh, that's it, man. We out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out.